Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Trateris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, it's always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man of the plan, the one and only, the one and freaking only, the one and freaking only, the one and freaking only, John Malika. John, what's good, bro? How you feeling today, man? How you been? What's up? Ah, oh, man, I'm feeling fantastic, rejuvenated uh, after coming back from Green Bay. The New York Yankees won every single game that I saw in Green Bay. Not going to count that first one. Uh, stupid, stupid loss. The stupid rock, the baby. Yankees win. Yankees in five. Moving on to what everybody wanted. And that's the Houston Astros. So I'm super hyped about that. Of course, super hyped about the New York Jets going into Denver on a short week. We'll get that on the new, the New York Jets episode coming out uh, this week. And man, oh man, Alex, the New York Knicks season started. And, and, and I just want to know the other team in Madison Square Garden, the New York Rangers are absolutely murdering right now. So mm-hmm. the vibes are absolutely immaculate in my sports world. They're immaculate around Knicks, around the Jets and our et cetera, which minus Greg. And the Mets, it's the Yankees here, and it's the New York Rangers. So everything's great. Even even NYCFC, dude, they advanced. Like mm-hmm. now, they were supposed to win this series. Now, this, now they're going up against a three seed. I mean, and they won in City Field. Like finally, good 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 vibes out in in City Field. Like somebody's winning playoff games. Everything is good to go right now, man. I'm really hyped about tomorrow. We got the Knicks home opener. We got you. In at the 4040 club and with Knicks fan TV, we got a bunch of interviews going on. We're all going to watch the game together, the Knicks game. And thank the Lord, because I don't know if I could handle being out in public if the Yankees weren't playing game one ALCS also. So game one ALCS, Yankees, Astros, that energy is going to be electric. Knicks home, Knicks season opener, that's going to be electric. And then you, Featured in, in all these interviews, you got live, live Knicks fan TV going on at the 4040 club in New York City. I mean, the vibes are 
The vibes are immaculate. New York is rocking, baby. Everything except for Elijah Moore. Everything in my world except for Elijah Moore is going absolutely perfect. Hey, (laughs) but you know what happened? We had Quinn and Williams and everybody else complain. And then what happened? They all went off. So if this is just an Elijah Moore (laughs) getting ready to take off and and go on that pace that we need to see from Elijah Moore, I'm with it. Even Um, the Giants, bro. Even the Giants are killing. Man, look, this year for for New York, even my rugby team, Rugby United New York, (laughs) they won, bro. They won the chip. They won the chip. New York is just, it's just on top of the world right now, man. We had the Mets and the Yankees. Yankees are still going. Mets had a really good season, even though it didn't end the way that Mets fans wanted. Giants, Jets, they're all in it right now. You got Rangers doing well. Next season's about to start. We just got we just got the the prelude with with the preseason to seeing some efficient basketball, you know. It's gonna be a good time, man. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna see each other. We're gonna be at all these Knicks games. It's gonna be the vibes are gonna be immaculate, as our guy Jalen Brunson says. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Basketball season's here. Knicks season's here. It felt like forever, but it really didn't. It came by really, really quick, and I, I'm so hyped that I not only get to watch the Jets. Be successful. I not only like it's just a cherry on top, man. This is just the cherry on top at this point. So I'm happy that you can't. No one could ruin anything for me at this point. I'm just the preseason went amazing for the Knicks. I mean, life is good right now. So good, so good. But yo, but let's there's get one into- bad news. Can we start with the bad news so we can get that out of the way? All right. What's the bad news, John? <laughs> oh, my boy Grimes. My boy Grimes unavailable game one with this foot. Uh, I, I'm always scared of his knee because the last year, and I call him Allen Houston, baby Houston. So I feel like I put bad vibes on him. We may need to, we may need you to stop calling him that for right now. I know. We may need I you. Know. I would say uh, young Clay Thompson. How about that? Because Clay was very strong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, late Clay got hurt anyway. But I'm 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 not I'm not like worried. I would say on a scale from one to ten, I'm at like a six, which I I, I don't want to be. You know, with Grimes, I know it's maybe early, but. Damn, uh, I'm not happy about Grimes being out and Kem Reddish being bad. Uh, but we'll, we, we, we are, uh, on, on this episode, we're going to go through our, the wish list and we're going to do a little preview. So I don't know if you want to start with the wish list here, but it has to do with Grimes and, and the bench because the bench is really going to have to step up with, with Kem Reddish being bad and no Grimes and Fournier only being able to do so much. So what do, what's your take real quick initially on, this Grimes injury. Are you more in the camp of give me your scale from one to 10. And also what do you think of some naysayers maybe that talk about how can this be the guy that was, you know, the issue with the diamond Mitchell trade and he can't even play game one and he's already hurt. And he's injury prone. He's a new Yvonne Shumpert. Like wh- wh- where do you fall with, uh, with Grimes going into week one? Week I think one. I'm, a, I'm, one. A, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I think I'm at a five. No, honestly, I, I'm right in the middle because I know that he didn't practice. I know he did play the last preseason game. We got to see him with the starters and so forth. So that was encouraging. And he's just shaking off the rust, man. You see that the intensity is still there. Look, there's always setbacks with injuries. They, the medical staff clearly cleared him because they thought he was ready to go. He looked fine when he's on the court, but sometimes even when you come back, you can re-injure that muscle that or whatever ligament. And you can go back to, to almost square one. You're probably in between. He's probably in between somewhere, but they just want to be careful because they need him. They know how important he is to this franchise. So they're just trying to be cautious. It's 82 games. He will be available at some point. All right. He will be available at some point. <laughs> it better so, be soon. Huh? 
better be soon. Yeah, I, I hope it's soon too because we're going to need him. But I, I, it's on a scale of five. Um, okay. But right, yeah, right in the middle. Right in the middle, man. Smack dab in the middle. I'm not. I'm not not worried about it, but I'm not too concerned about it either. I'm just slap dab right in the middle, and that's fine, man. Look, it'll, it'll be back. Like I said, no stress. But yeah, you mentioned this wish list, man, and I thought going into the season. Well, I should say we thought. We thought going into the season, you know, we got we usually do the awards and whatnot, but we don't have any rookies of the year. We could do most improve and all that type of stuff. But I think all of that we, we've kind of touched on all that in all these previous episodes, what we want to see from each player and really de- dives into every single like dive into like what we want to see each player accomplish this upcoming season. So why not, you know, come in here saying what we'd hope to see change and making some uh, kind of you know, scientific educational uh, deductions that, you know, this is something along those lines. So you and I are both going to give three top three things each that we want to uh, see, you know, be accomplished on the Knicks for this upcoming season. And then we'll go into preview uh, the upcoming slate of games. We'll talk about some Yankees, Los Yankees, and then get out of here. So do you want me to go first or do you, would you like to go first in uh, the, the starting off of the wish list? Let me start off here because it, it flows right from Grimes and it goes right into our bench, our second unit, mm-hmm. the best part of our whole team, mm-hmm. our strength. And the only reason that I could be okay with Grimes sitting out is if the D-Rose IQ 1-2 works out. Mm-hmm. So... If I guess I got to put it on paper, if I have to write it down, my wish is for D Rose to be healthy, right? Because we know what's going on with Grimes. We assume IQ is going to be good to go. That means that it's time for D Rose to step up because just two weeks ago, we're talking about how there's going to be too many guards. Where are they going to play? How are they going to fit the rotation? And now we're literally, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, game one is today. And we're like, oh, do we have a backup shooting guard? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 we literally didn't even start game one. So I guess my wish list is health in general. But specifically for, for game one, since we're here right now, and so we can let Grimes get healthy naturally and not force him to come back, I need D-Rose to be healthy. And I need the one-two of IQ and D-Rose to be just as potent as what feels like ten and a half years ago. But, you know, that, that, that first half D Rose where he was MVP and where we all honestly fell in love with IQ. That, that, that's the truth. Everyone wants to say they, they liked him in Louisville. I mean, in Kentucky, everyone wants to say that they liked him, you know, when they first laid eyes upon him. We all fell in love with IQ when he was next to the most efficient player in that was on our whole team. That was D Rose when he was literally all star for, for, you know, a couple of games riding that 20 to 25 mark. Uh, per game. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I hear you on that. And I like Emmanuel quickly as well. I think he was awesome. I'd even push it a little bit further back because I think it was preseason where we just saw him with that whole second unit, young, su- young second unit where he was leading. And it's like, Oh my God, do we have a point guard here? Because it was the first time we could actually see a guard be aggressive, shoot and whatnot. And yeah, he hit a little bit of a rookie wall, but I agree. Once Derek Rose came in, during the trade, before the trade deadline, he really played at another level because Derrick Rose was able to alleviate that playmaking duty that IQ hadn't really 
fully developed yet in the NBA and still is working on the NBA. He's a different guy, though. He's bigger, stronger. He can yeah, run it himself. I agree. Yeah, for sure. But I agree with you that it's like Derrick Rose. And look, when we go back to even last season before Derrick Rose got hurt, because de- losing Derrick Rose, everything was just that could go wrong, went wrong. Julius Randle took a step back. You know, Evan Fournier was shaky to begin the season before he started going on his hot tear. Kemba Walker didn't work out. Alec Burks become the point guard when he <laughs> should have been the point guard. When you lose Derrick Rose to the injury and, and like shake up the second unit and all that and Thibodeau being stuck in his hockey rotations, it's a recipe for disaster. But before all of that happened, when you have Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Alec Burks, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, that bench unit was the eighth best lineup in the NBA. They were a plus 29.1 differential, 98th percentile in the NBA with at minimum 100 possessions played together. So yes, and that even prior to, they were still one of the most effective bench units. So I agree with you. I want to see the second unit be strong. They were a little shaky this preseason, though. I'm not going to lie. They were, I was like, eh, I don't know if that's because they were resting Derrick Rose, but there was a little bit of shakiness where they're just moving left and right and no one was really attacking the rim, which is what Derrick Rose does so well. So for you, I hope that, like, for you, like what you said for, for your wish list, I hope Derrick Rose is healthy. It seems like Tom Thibodeau is serious about resting him just from what we saw during this preseason. But I want to see them get back to that efficient level that we saw two seasons ago because the starting unit based on this preseason looks good. If you have two solid units, we're going to be, it's not only a deep team, but a very dynamic team to make some noise in this league, especially in the Eastern Conference. But moving, yeah, but moving on, my wish list, man, my wish list. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start off pretty slow. Uh, I would like to see. Tom Thibodeau really embrace these the the depth of this team and really give some extended more extended run not and not necessarily just like hockey liners but it's like really embrace the depth of this team not run your players into the ground so that way they could be healthy and fresh for an 82 game season we know Julius Randle RJ Barrett led the league well Julius led the league two seasons ago in minutes RJ was not too far behind you had both of them again in the top of the NBA with minutes played I would like to see both of them fresh and efficient rather than just burning them into the ground because from what looked like two seasons ago, it just seemed like Randall was burnt out. And when we saw him in that playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks, he just seemed fatigued, man. And honestly, it was also mental. It was also on our fans and the media. It just was. I know we don't want to take it, but it it was was. everything. It was everything. It was everything. You know, having fans back in there, you know, us being hyped because it was the first time in a while for over eight seasons that we saw the Knicks back in the playoffs. You have the crowd just chanting in there. You know, they were, the crowd was getting rowdy. Um, but again, but listen, we, we, all of Yankee fans, when I'm traveling in Green Bay talking to people, or when I'm listening to Bob Costas on TBS calling the game, everybody's ragging on Yankee fans for booing Aaron Judge. And ever since that happened, he absolutely killed it. It's like, oh, how can you boo him? Because he sucked for the first couple games. It's okay. You know what I mean? For the Knicks and Julius Randle, it just didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. It, had, it had the opposite effect. You know what I mean? But it was still on us, you know, on the Knicks fans, in my opinion, on Julius Randle. Yeah, I think it's more so like, look, any athlete's going to hear some boos at some point in their life. That's part of the nature of the game. Guy have that mental fortitude. You're in the public light. So... And obviously, you know, the thing that we heard was more so the attacking of his family, just social media. That's not all fans. That's, you know, the small 
terrible sure. group of fans. But still, getting back to my point, it just seems like Randall was exhausted. And it kind of looked that way last season, too. I mean, we didn't see the, the same effort on defense. We saw him bring the ball slowly sometimes and try to and slowly try to get uh, his teammates into sets, which that's a whole other issue. But regardless, it just seemed like he was exhausted from the weight of two seasons ago and then last season. So I hope that Tibbs, and I keep saying this goes the way of what we see for Giannis Antetokounmpo and other players, right? Where it's just, there's a cap for, for, for most games. Like you keep, like it's, let's say it's 32, right? Obviously it changes. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play 32 strict every single night. You're playing the Bucks and you're, you're competing the Bucks because you got to win this game based on where you're in the seat, where you're, uh, seating in the East right now. Yeah. He plays a little bit more. You're playing the Orlando Magic. You're killing them. Eh, there's no reason to keep having these guys up until like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Makes absolutely no sense. If, if you're killing the Magic, that's what I'm talking about. So I was just like to see because we're playing the Magic on uh, October 24th. That's my first game of the year. So you randomly <laughs> bought the Magic. I, I hope we're blowing out the Magic and we're fighting after the episode about. Tibbs playing Randall an extra three minutes and we wanted to go to OB so bad. I, I hope that's the issue. I'm there, but that's what I'm hoping for, man. What are your thoughts? I agree with you. I, I, I would love for the, the Knicks slash Tibbs to not be stingent, not be annoying, not run on a script. I hate when uh, my baseball manager runs as a script. I hate when my basketball coach runs a script. I hate when my football coach runs, you know, with a script, right? You know, it's all the same. I hate them all. They, and they all have different disadvantages when they do that. But for basketball, when we could start calling the exact sub at the exact time before it happens, imagine what they're actually scouting against us. You know what I mean? We become predictable. So I agree with you. I don't want to become predictable. And I don't want to become uh What's the word? Like, I, I, I don't want to be stubborn. I don't want to. I don't want to be stubborn, right? If Obi Toppin deserves to get in the game, let him get in the game. It doesn't matter that Randall's extension kicks in. You know what I mean? If he's playing bad, just put Obi in. He, you know he can do it, and you know split the time. It doesn't have to be you know thirty-five to twenty because that's the exact percentage split of salary. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I feel like what's going on, I, I agree with you there. But my my wish list kind of goes against that and that's for the fans and the media not to nitpick every single minute for every single player in every single game like oh my god Obi should have played 26 minutes not you know not and Randall played 34 he should have played 32 and add those two here you know minus one from D Rose add it like add it to Cam Reddish like it's not like an NBA 2k bar stat you know what I mean? You're like, okay, minus one here, add one here. Like, it's so annoying. And that's like what, that's like the, the positives and negatives of Nick Nation, right? Because we're so in tune with the game, with the players, with the rotations, with the plays, <laughs> like literally everything. Uh, even down to the out of bounds plays. Like, I remember we were freaking out about like the out of bounds plays, uh, you know, and how everyone was mad that it went to Randall. But everybody else was like scrambled in the middle with a bad play, and we were getting on tips for that, right? So all I ask is for just a little less scrutiny on minutes and just to actually give Randall a chance. Right? I know that sounds crazy because he's annoying and he drove us nuts and we have animosity with him. But like give Tibbs a chance. You know, like everyone was freaking out about Brunson, and then literally after one game, everybody's all cool. Everybody's good to go. 
You know what I mean? And so I just wish we had that kind of same deference with Tibbs or Randall. Because listen, as soon as Randall does well, it's going to be like, oh, you know, speaking as a Randall hater, you know, that's how everything's going to stop. Or speaking as a guy who never fell off the Randall train or speaking like, I, I, I'm i so sick of all this crap already with Julius Randall and Obi Toppin and the season didn't even start yet. You know what I mean? And, we're, and I'm so happy that the Cam Reddish nonsense is gone. Like, this is the stuff that really bothers me about the Knicks season. Like, every game, oh, we lost because Cam Reddish. Oh, we lost because IQ didn't play, you know, his full, the full time that I decided was, was, you know, would have won us this game. It was because Evan Fournier was in there too long. It was because Obi Toppin should have played more minutes. All that stuff is so annoying. If you like, and, and so my wish list is, Yes, I agree with you. I don't want Tibbs to be stubborn about it, but I also don't want Knicks fans to be so stupid, like so stubborn from our perspective about what we want, what we think is right, and we're just gonna be negative about it regardless. You know what I mean? Let's just let it play out. Maybe Tibbs knows what he's doing. He obviously looked good in the preseason. They obviously knew what they're doing with Jalen Brunson. The Julius Randle contract still doesn't look bad. It doesn't matter what anybody says, right? Mitch Robinson looks great. Hartenstein looks great. The draft picks are amazing. Like, why don't we just, like, let's just let it play out. We have a point guard for the first time ever. And, dude, I, I keep looking at the East. I love the Knicks in the East, man. I really think this team has a real chance to be a real team in the Eastern Conference. And and and, and so I, I guess it's a long-winded, long-winded way of saying it, and I hate this phrase because it's like, for our rivals, but I just hope we trust the process. Oh, my God. Get that saying well, out of here. If you I hate, know, I, if you I, hate, but not in a bad way, not in a bad way, not in like a tank way, but like I want to trust this Knicks process, dude. We finally got a point guard. We created everything around the quarterback, but we finally inserted a quarterback. I think the team's gonna be really good. I really, really do. If you, if you, if we can't say Ben don't break, I don't want to hear trust the process. Oh my god, I hate Ben don't break. The Jets I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Thing. I want to say one thing right here, right now. The Jets. Did the exact opposite of do not bend, don't break nonsense. That's why we killed the Green Bay Packers, bro. Because we didn't bend. All that all nonsense. Right. All right. We only bend those flags, but we'll get to that later. No bending. Fine. No trust in the process. But let's just, okay. In, in, in Tibbs, we trust. Is that good? Can we do that? Fine. In Fine. Tibbs, you, we can, trust. you can do it. You can do it. We got to trust the family, bro. We got just everybody's good to go. The, the, the no trade was great. The draft picks have been amazing. The, the rotation's good. The signings have been fine. Like, let's just trust the process. We freak out about everything. But when you look back and you sit down, everything's fine. Everyone just want to complain about Alec Burks. Alec Burks already came up in this episode. It's fine, dude. The Knicks have a point guard. We're going to be good this year. So I just want to chill out. Like, R-E-F-A-X. That's what I want from the fan base this year. That's my wish list. My my wish. It's just All right. That's your second wish. That's your second wish. I'll push back on that because I think – Yes, from a general standpoint, I understand what you're saying where don't get so like, oh, well, if we just gave one extra minute on the case of the season to, to Obi, then maybe things would change. Because game-by-game situations, I mean, we can go back to two seasons ago when we had Austin Rivers on this team. He was just cooking the Utah Jazz. Then Tibbs pulls a hot hand. You're like, wait a minute. That makes no sense because that he should be playing a little bit longer. Yes, yes I agree. But on the other hand, Austin Rivers didn't play a single game in the NBA after that day. You know I'm I mean? just but, saying, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying that he, I'm, just, I'm not talking about an entire game. season. I'm not <laughs> talking about an entire season. Ever. Hey, man, I'm not talking about an entire season. <laughs> On a game-to-game basis, I could say, look, 
in this game, maybe Cam, because he was having it, he should have, he should have, co- he should have stayed in there because he's better defensively than Evan Fournier. Austin Rivers should have stayed in there. I'm going to say that on the season as a whole, if we said, oh yeah, well, you know, if Obi played one and a half more minutes and we're going to win. Now nah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think on a game to game basis, I'm going to push back a little bit and say, yeah, I, 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 I could, I could have my grace if we're watching the game. We're like, wait a minute. Why, where, where's that fourth quarter guy that we had? You know what I mean? If we're talking like, if we're talking about that, or or maybe we're asking for a rotation that we've seen work before, and it would possibly work, I would push back and say, yeah, I, I want to see that. Winning cures all. Winning cures all. Winning does cure all. Nobody's gonna freak out about IQ how he had twenty one minutes instead of his your preferred twenty four. But if we lose, it's gonna be all oh, Tibbs is a moron. Let's fire him. He's old. Will Tib keep the receipts? Well, Tib keeps keep the receipts like one Robert Sala. I'm keeping the receipts because the Knicks are making the playoffs, man. This is our preseason episode. I'm keeping the receipts right now. The Knicks are going to make the playoffs. I love that at Chip Murphy 7 on winning picks weekly. Just tweeted out he's taking RJ Barrett for most improved player of the year. I love that. I love every single uh, prop with Randall 20 plus points, RJ 20 plus points, Jalen Brunson 20 plus points. I love this team, man. We're going to be a top six seed. And if we fall to seven, we're going to make the playoffs. Anyway, we're going to win the plane and we're going to be in the playoffs this year. And I, I, I write the receipts. Video producer Greg winning picks weekly. He's got the Knicks over, uh, over 45 and a half. I mean, those are the receipts, man. Uh, those I, are the receipts. Okay. I'm All excited, right. dude. I'm excited. For, I'm excited for this New York Knicks team, dude. We have a point guard. We have a quarterback. I know people are like, Oh yeah, everybody has a quarterback. Oh, everybody has a point guard. Oh, who cares? You guys don't understand. We've never had one. We've never had a point guard in the garden. Ray, like, Raymond Felton ent- enters the chat. <laughs> we have a point guard, dude. It's crazy. We, uh, how, how have we not all seen the light yet? It's, it's okay. Game we have to one, wait until we'll the season. Light. Just wait until the season plays because it, it, it's different when you see it for, it's different from preseason to an 82 regular game listen, season. Dude, listen, so, dude, you want a hot take? You want to receive right now? Sure. Jalen Brunson is going to own John Morant. We are going to hmm. own the Memphis Grizzlies. I can't believe that we are six and a half dogs. That is the most ridiculous line I've ever seen in my life. The Amen. New York Knicks are going to annihilate the Memphis Grizzlies on in their home opener, in the Memphis Grizzlies home opener. Book it, recede it right now. I'm telling you. I agree with that. Grizzlies I think I think the Knicks are going to win home real. opener too. We we actually do pretty well against the Memphis Grizzlies over the last couple of seasons. So no, no JJJ, bro. No JJJ. He kills us. No Triple J. We got rid of Kyle Anderson. It's a different team, man. Totally different team. But here's my second wish list. And it kind of goes off of yours, you know, uh, talking about playoffs or whatnot. I actually want to see this front office be a buyer. Let's go. By the trade deadline. I like that. I like that actually. And here, and here's why I want, and, and this is everyone's be like, wait, 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 you want another vet in here? No, 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 no. It's not a vet. Okay. I want the Knicks because we already still, we still have a lot of assets. Okay. We still have a lot of players. Between Cam Reddish and everybody who who are who's questionable if they're going to be making this rotation, and we know who's already on the outside looking in, I want the Knicks to make a trade for a nice another young player to add to this team that we have, because the Knicks are going to be a competitive season. Where that's what I want to see. Now, I'm not, I won't ask you like what team or what or what player, but like what position do you think? Wing, a wing. We need a bona fide like. Okay, my eye. OG, OG Ananobi. Okay, I mean. You, you, you got to hope for the Raptors to tank then. You got to hope for the Raptors to stink. I'm just saying, you know, maybe t- maybe you can just sweeten the deal. And they, look, they want to be in the way. I think they also want to get in position for one by Yama as well. All right? 
So uh, it's just something you mentioned. Uh, like I don't, I'm not going to tangent too hard, but it's funny that you want the Knicks to be a buyer. You're asking for a wing, a, a really good wing who we have to add a bunch of draft picks to, obviously to to grab. But it is interesting because this year there's two, not just one. There's two huge for, uh, draft picks, and everybody wants them. And at some point in the season, around the trade deadline, certain teams are going to have to make the decision whether they're going to buy or they're going to sell. And if one of those teams has a wing, and they and they want to, you know, trust the process. I got you. I understand. Now you don't want to use that for the Knicks. If you don't trust the process and start tanking, the Knicks could swoop in. Because I don't give a damn about any of our first round picks this year. I don't care about them at all. Everyone's been crying about them from, to me about for six, seven months now about our protected picks, our not protected picks, all these for, I don't care about them at all. And I agree with you, dude. We're going to be, we're going to have a lot of surprises about a lot of NBA teams. Look, and the thing is, and people are like, wait, how are you giving up on the future and trading draft picks from me? Why you're not? This is the future. Look, you're not. Okay. You're not. And just, I think I think Wembayama is a great prospect. I think he's very intriguing. I I would if he could be on if he could be a New York Nick, that'd be great. But being realistic, we're not in position to even think of Wembayama, not even Scoot. All right. If you're telling me that we can't trade for a wing, then my next alternative, we got to cash in some of these draft picks to move up the draft. I don't care how many. If we're missing that position, I want the Knicks. If they're not buyer by the trade deadline, I want to see those draft picks pushed in this upcoming this draft. I need I to like see that. it. I like that. Cam Reddish and a couple first round picks for some wing somewhere. I'll keep my eye out. I like that. <laughs> 48, 48 might have to be in that too, depending on the salary. All right, but who's going to be our shooting guard? I mean, <laughs> we'll see. If Grimes, if Grimes makes it back, that was my first wish. And going to my last wish here, you know, you know. Where this is going to be, Alex. It's the centers. I need Mitch Robinson to average a double double. Like, I, I don't care if I sound like Shaquille O'Neal right now, like going nuts, you know, like I want you know, 27 and 32 from DeMarcus Cousins, and then I'll come talk to him in the Sacramento Kings locker room. Like, <laughs> you know, when he's like freaking out, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I just want a double double. And he is. Clear headed. He has, <laughs> I don't want to say he ha- actually has. He has maybe shown proof that there could maybe possibly be an offensive game with his back to the basket. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I put as many, <laughs> you know, adjectives on that as possible. <laughs> I don't want to be excited. Many contingencies that. on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what to do because I don't want to overexcite myself with Mitch Robinson, but if Mitch Robinson can get that double double. Stay out of foul trouble. But when he does get fouls, Hardenside just step up into the same role. Uh, he uh, he has the passer. He does more of the, the high pick and roll. For some reason, he attracts people up to him on top of the key. I don't really know why. But for some reason, he does something with the ball that he attracts people to him that, you know, it's opposite of Mitch. But I, I want a lot from our centers. And I think that this team is going to go as far as the centers take them because – we learned what happens if Julius Randle and Obi Toppin are your big men. We we learned, like we saw it, and so we and unfortunately that means our anchors, our whole team, <laughs> kind of revolves around defense. We know that from Tibbs, but then that means it revolves around Mitch Robinson and Hartenstein. Hartenstein gets on the floor; he's going to be a fan favorite. You know, he dives for the ball, stay healthy. Mitch Robinson, stay healthy. 
stay on the court, get boards, make the right pass, get lobs. Like, I don't ask anything of you guys, really. You know, like, Mitch Robinson, you want to put your back to the basket once a game. Hardison, you want to get two assists a game. Perfect. Otherwise, just get the ball. Like, that's my wish. We just have those two Tyson Chandler centers. You know what I mean? That are just kind of there to anchor this defense. And if we have an anchor at center, Julius Randle is a real defender. Obi Toppin can, you know, does things, especially in the second unit. He gets in the passing lane. You know, he runs a transition. RJ Barrett, we know he's a defensive menace. Jalen Brunson, he's a really good defensive player. Grimes, we know defense. Fournier, we know offense. Dude, and dude, Fournier D's up if there's team defense. He does it with France, and he's done it with the Magic. Uh, and he did it maybe for spurts with the Knicks before we all got mad at him. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm excited about the centers, man. My wish list officially is for the centers to, is for Mitch Robinson to get a double double and the centers to stay on the court, to stay okay. healthy, stay on the court all year. All right. All right. My wish list, my last one. I need to see an all star. I need to see an all star on this team. Wow. That's what I want. Be? Who's it going to be? That's a tough one in the East, dude. It's tough. All these positions are very tough. Um, I think the position that could easily be ascertained is power forward by Julius Randle, but I don't think he's going to be an all-star this year. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he'll be back up there. Who I would like to see it? It's RJ Barrett, obviously. I mean, if RJ's an all-star, that, that takes us. It's RJ Barrett. If it's RJ Barrett, I think it goes leaps and bounds, head over heels for like, what this team is in the future, if he can actually be that. It's very stacked at the wing, so I find that to be very, very difficult for him to make. I mean, you got to think about Tatum, Jalen Brown, you got Kevin Durant. There's just so many people out there that he's going to be competing with. Well, listen. My God. Okay, what did what did Levine go in as the starter? What was he? Is he as a forward? Uh, yeah, it was like I think a shooting guard. guard. Actually, I think shooting guard. The guard? Yeah. Like... Same thing. You also got DeRozan too, man. Between both, between Levine and DeRozan, we we like listen. R- RJ and Brunson, they could they could steal that spot. Jimmy Butler, I think. I think honestly, I think those are guarantees. I think Tatum is a guarantee to be a starter because I think he's going to have the stats, especially this year. I honestly think Brunson will get the All Star votes to get in. Give me a guarantee. Give me a guaranteed. All star conference starters. I, I'm like, right, we got Giannis, Embiid, KD. Mm-hmm. That's three, right? Yep. That, that leaves two more spots, but only guards. So it yeah. uh, can't be Randall. Can't be Randall. I would say you, if Kyrie plays this entire season, you know Kyrie's going to be the point guard. Kyrie, there's Harden. I guess Hard- Tatum. No. Harden, Harden would probably be the shooting guard if he has a, ni- a nice, healthy season too, because Max is the point guard over in Philadelphia. So you have Trey Young. Young too. Yeah, you also got Trey Young. It's tough, man. Actually, you know, honestly, I could I could see one of these boys sneaking up on the bench, dude. To be honest with you, I could see Randall sneaking up on this bench as 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 a forward. I could see Brunson sneaking up on the bench. I wonder what Murray and I mean, I, you know how I feel about the Hawks, and honestly, from non biased, I just think their bench is so bad. I think they, oh, it is losing Gallo is tough. I know nobody cares. Uh, John Collins stinks. Bogey's always hurt. I don't know. I, I really do not trust Atlanta. I wonder what their guard situation. I know like Murray's in there too. I know we're talking about all stars because that's your wish. 
and maybe we're going a little off the rails here, but the the more I'm looking at it, book man. Uh, listen, I'm sorry, Mitch Robinson has a chance. I know that's weird, but if he's averaging a double as double a backup, yeah, I mean he has a great chance as a backup center. If he goes off the season, 100. percent It's possible. It's possible, man. Okay. Look. I'm gonna keep my eye out. I like that, dude. I'm gonna look if there's. I'm gonna look if there's some odds on that. Look, 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 Nobody's gonna start. Nobody's gonna start. Look, look, here, let's just go through the All Stars. Charlotte, they're already in disarray. I mean, you also got James Booknight who, who got caught for a supposed DUI. That whole team is going down. I don't think they have enough players. Well, Mel, <laughs> even though he's transcendent, I don't see sure. the Hornets. They've been the 10th seed in two consecutive years. Losing Bridges is a big loss for them. He was a key factor for why they made the playoffs as well. Considering that Gordon Hayward usually gets injured, and you can always predict Gordon Hayward to get injured this season. So I don't think Lamelo can shoulder that that load by himself. Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet, I put Jalen Brunson right there, man, as competent point guard. I, I, I put him right there. I agree. Um, you know, you got the Philadelphia 76ers, Tyrese Maxey. I think Brunson's more seasoned than Tyrese Maxey. I think he can. I think he's over that. James uh, Harden, Orlando Magic, Cole Anthony. I think he's more seasoned than Cole Anthony. James Harden. Uh, James, uh, is James Harden the point guard or is Tyrese Maxey? Who's he's considered? Guard. Doesn't matter. He's a guard. Okay. Cause they're doing, okay. So even for guard, fine. But I still think like if you're looking at teams, like Harden, he's going to be an all-star. You got it. Yeah. Harden will be in there, but I also, I look at the Orlando Magic. No one there. Bucks, you got to consider Drew Holiday, Miami Heat. And obviously honest. No, for, Middleton, Middleton's no. going to be hurt. No, I'm talking about just for guard. I'm just talking oh, about for guard. Okay. 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 Um, I think Milton's considered a forward, so that's yep. why he's considered a forward. Mm-hmm. Miami Heat, I don't see Kyle Lowry. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie, you know, is going to be up there. Who? I love Harrow. <laughs> yeah. Who? Your boy. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. Indiana Pacers, I don't think it's Halliburton. That team's not going to be good enough to give anyone the all-star nod. Detroit Pistons. The sweepstakes. Yeah. Detroit Pistons. I like Kay Cunningham. I don't think he's going to be there yet for an all-star either. Cavs. Now, Garland does oh, have the chance. He was last season, so Garland could be up there again. I completely forgot about that. He's in the East. Yeah, so you got Garland. Bulls. Dude, the guard is tough. Eh. We just named so many. The guard is tough. It is. Marcus Smart. I don't see Marcus Smart being up there. Atlanta Hawks, you got Trey Young. But I think that Brunson has a good shot, man. I don't if know. Knicks- named a lot. That was tough. It's tough. It's tough. I'm just talking from who is it? Bench. I think he, I think Brunson can get up there. I think he could surprise people. All right, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going center slash forward. It's either going to be Randall or Mitch. Randall just based Mitch. on just based on the other players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see. I hear you, but sometimes you know you get some you get some uh, you get some surprises out of there. You know, players that are them. really doing well. I mean, look, if the Knicks are hovering around 500 and over and they're competing and Brunson's going off, it's an easy case to get him into the All-Star. Well, listen, we're going to go into the schedule right now. And to be honest with you, I love the first half of the schedule going into the All-Star. I think we're going to be, a, I think we're going to be above 500 going into, you know, well, let's just, before, before we keep going into the schedule, let's just wrap up what our wish list is. So for you, you want fans to, uh, that's my number two and to, well, all right, so why don't you list off all three that you got, and I'll list off all my three. So for Number yours, one, I need my players healthy yep. because Grimes is out, so I need D-Rose to be healthy. I need the guards to come in, and I need D-Rose and IQ to continue the IQ D-Rose that we all 
Remember, and we that's in our brain, and we all need it. That's my number one. Yep. My number two is for Knicks fans to go in with an open mind and watch every game with an open mind. And if we lose, to not just go absolutely crazy, fire the coach because Randall had more minutes than Obi Toppin. <laughs> Randall's a better defender. Okay, like sometimes this has to happen. IQ, it's okay that he gets less minutes. Like it's okay. So I want Knicks fans and Tibbs to be less stubborn, but just chill out, go in with an empty mind, and let's just see. We have one of the best regular season coaches of all time. Let's just let it roll and not try to fire him if one game you don't like his rotation. Mm-hmm. And number three, I need the centers to stay on the court. They're they're healthy for the most part. Knock on wood, right? Uh, but just stay on the court, meaning fouls and meaning efficiency. Well, there, the, you gotta get on the ground if you're Hartenstein. You gotta make assists if you're Hartenstein. You gotta make an offensive player or two with the ball in your hand if you're Mitch. You gotta get the lobs. You gotta get the boards and you gotta anchor on the D. That, if that, if all those three things happen, I am more than confident we're gonna be a playoff team. Plus 240 is a joke number. Two times 2.4 of your money. No problem. The Knicks are going to make the playoffs, even if they go in as a play-in and then they win the play-in tournament, wherever they are, with the 7th to 10th seed, we are going to make the playoffs. We are going to have a full series in the playoffs this year. So if if everything my wish list happens, that's a guarantee. All right. And then for me, I need Tibbs to be less strict with these rotations and just how he man not, not rotation, but how he manages the minutes. And giving players that rest that he needs. Number two, I want the Knicks to be buyers by before the trade deadline. And if not, I got to see something this offseason moving up in the draft. You got to move some of those picks. We're not drafting all those guys. If this is a deep draft, go make a move. Last one. Look, man, I need an all-star. I I need an all-star. We had it two seasons ago with Julius Randle. I need an all-star. I think it's going to be Jalen Brunson. I think he's going to shock people. I really think if New York, you cannot... At the primo position, point guard, the flashy position, if the Knicks are above 500, they are in the playoff hunt, and Brunson is doing that, okay, and he's helping the team, there's no way people are going to be turning a blind eye to that. They will gladly take a New York Knick point guard and put him on the all-star roster. All right? We have one. And I'm going to make an addendum to your wish list for the buyers. And I don't know if it's going to happen this year. Last year we were on the, you know, the, the Utah Yaz watch where yeah. we need them to lose, need them to lose games, need them to lose series, need them to fight. Anything bad that happens in Utah, we're excited about, right? Because of Donovan Mitchell prospect. This year, for me, it's officially, I'm on Carl Anthony Town watch. Wow. We're I'm doing, watching. We're doing this. Okay. I'm watching. I'm watching Minnesota from afar. I'm just watching. You're calling us buyers. I know it's like this is way too early. We want a wing. I, I get that. We'll look out, but I'm telling you, I'm officially on the Carl Anthony Towns watch list. They signed Go, they, he got his money. They, they, they have too much into Gobert, right? And they gave up a lot of draft picks. Obviously, Anthony Edwards is the future. Mm-hmm. So if they need to, if this does, if this is not working out, the way to blow it up is to trade Carl Anthony Towns and retrieve those draft picks back. So you have Gobert, you got your draft picks back. And you have Anthony Edwards. So I'm just saying, just wanted to mention that real quick before the season started. Let's get into this Knicks 
preview, man, for the week. Like back. Oh, we back. I can't believe it, bro. I can't believe that we're doing New York Jets with good with a with, with a positive year so far. The New York Yankees are in the ALCS, and the New York Knicks are starting on a positive note, man. This this wonderful NBA season, and again. You're starting off on a really hot note with Knicks Fan TV at the 4040 Club, man. We're kicking off with a really high note, and then you were going to the home opener. I mean, let's I need back to back wins, baby. Back to back wins. We're going back to back to back. All right. We're starting off with Memphis. We're starting off with Detroit. On my birthday, by the way, Detroit home opener on my birthday. So you know I'm hyped for that. And then, Beautiful Monday, flavor. October 24th, Orlando Magic. I, the tough, the toughest team obviously is the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they just came in. They lost to the Golden State Warriors this past playoffs, whatnot. The matchup's going to be watching John Morant versus Jalen Brunson. You're going to have, uh, Steven Adams, Mitchell Robinson that you got to watch out for. You have Dylan Brooks, RJ Barrett. I think the opening spot between this matchup is, is for Julius Randle because <clears throat> he's going to be facing Santi Aldama. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you preaches to the choir, man. I have Memphis as a play in at best. Wow. That's the far drop. That's a dude, far drop. I think drop Memphis is going to stink this year, dude. I think John Morant's going to uh, fall off a little bit, decline a little bit, but mostly with, with Triple J out, I just I just don't think this team is strong enough to, to contend in the West every night. And on week on day one, I don't think they're going to be able to contend with the New York Knicks. Yo, man, I think I, I agree with you, man. I, I think if the Knicks can just exploit the matchup between Randall and Aldama, that's going to be key number one. Obviously, you got to figure out how you got to stop John Morant because he's just electric. You know, it's not even more so John Morant. It's the rest of the unit. Losing Kyle Anderson and not having Jaron Jackson Jr. is huge loss for the Memphis Grizzlies to start off without them. It's a t- it's a it's a tall order for them, but at the same time, the Knicks have also been pretty good against Memphis these past couple of seasons. So I feel like it's just it's just it's just right for the Knicks to come in here against the Memphis Grizzlies, win on opening night, and just get the season rocking with the right note. We'll be at the forty forty club. Everything will be going down. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. Why not Knicks? And we got the new point guard to show off what we can do with an efficient offense. Give me the Knicks beating the Memphis Grizzlies, bro. It's going to be a really stressful night, man, because New York Yankees are at the Houston Astros. ALCS, game one, same exact time, 737 first pitch. Tip off 730. I mean, what a, it's going to be a great night. And I'm very excited about you. You mentioned win-win. Uh, you know, versus Detroit coming up after in the home opener on your birthday, because you're gonna be there. I know, how, I know how you feel, man. If you're at the game, you got you, you got you got to take the tour. I feel you. Now you get it. <laughs> you got you got you got to take. It. I'm there. You got to you got to will them to a win. But on that same note, the game after that, October 24th, that Monday, I'll be at ALCS Game Five, Yankee Stadium, 4 p.m. And I'll be at the Garden, Magic at the Knicks, 7.30. Hell of a night. Hell of a day for, the, for for New York sports. And I think that's going to be a win. So after that, we have the Hornets at home, too. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I I think we're going to be 4-0. <laughs> so we should be 4-0. Like, 
we should the New York Knicks should start the year four and and then get absolutely blown out by Milwaukee. We'll talk about that again when we get there. But that that that's how the schedule should play, right? I think we're gonna be favorites in the Pistons Magic Hornets, especially because we're at home. Yeah. So I don't even think I'm being out of line. Uh, I guess it's only the Memphis game, but again, I think there's a, I think the, I think the public has not reacted yet to what Memphis is going to actually put on the court. So, dude, I, I think New York is going to start four zero. Yeah, look, even as of right now, Dylan Brooks is considered doubtful or not doubtful day to day with injury. He probably will play, but look, spoke to Brevin Knight about the the Grizzlies last night too, and on Knicks Fan TV, and. He said the thing the Knicks got to do when facing the Grizzlies is just protect the paint. You know Jaw's going to want to attack. They got three-point shooters. You know that is legitimately the way Tom Thibodeau likes to play defense. Protect the paint <laughs> and then have you rotate and make you force a hard, make the hard pass to the open three-point shooter on the opposite side because he likes to run that ice defense, baby. So I got us being the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they're just going to fall right into the laps of how the Knicks are going to play defensively. I don't think they have the personnel to do it. And I look at Detroit, man. They're just a young up and coming team. You got Jaden Ivey. I mean, we just saw what we did to oh, you're them. You're right. This, you're this... right. Dylan Brooks is doubtful and uh, Zaire Williams is out. Who are they playing, man? We're, we're, we're a deep team too. Okay. Even if you put Williams, in there. Danny Green, obviously, and Jaron Jackson Jr. We knew that. We knew that was all there too. Yeah. So look, I think, uh, I think the Knicks got the home opener. Six and a half is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. That's more with disrespectful. With accounting for the plus seven and a half at Lambo. That's more disrespectful. It's okay, man. Look, let Vegas disrespect these New York teams, man. They haven't figured it out yet. They I'm have not figured it out yet. I'm smashing six and a half. They always say Vegas, Vegas knows, but clearly Vegas hasn't figured it out for the Jets and not the Knicks yet. But Detroit, I think that we already saw what we did to them in the preseason. I, I just, just, you know, I love Copy and paste. Yeah, Copy and paste. We're doing the same thing. I hope so. And then Orlando. Look, man, you get some days in between for rest. Come in on Monday. We better win that go game. Go to work. You got to go to work because I'll no, be no team, no team <laughs> should be looking ahead. But the Milwaukee Bucks are the next, <laughs> next game, as you pointed out. And if I'm, if I'm the Knicks, I'm like, this is going to be a dogfight in the East. Let's worry about getting these three games and then we'll worry about the Bucks. All right. So. I agree. Game man. by game. Every game is different. Beat Memphis in Memphis. Huge game. We only go to Memphis once a year. Get it out of the way. Home opener. Tough, you know, tough environment. We're going to beat them. We're going to win three games that we should win. I don't, we are not losing the damn Hornets in Madison Square Garden again. I'm so sick of it. We're just not. You mentioned all the issues with Hornets early in this episode. We're not losing that. We're not losing that game. We should. You, you mentioned we beat the Pistons, beat the brakes off of them in the preseason. And we own the magic. Dude, 4-0. Stamp it right now. Receipts. Receipts? I like it. But now, John, let's talk about the other thing. Let's do a little bit of Yankee talk before we get out of here because they just, you know, they defeated the Guardians. Like, they killed the Guardians. You know, after the the rocking of the baby or whatever that other gesture could be. I know what the other gesture could be, but it looked like it was trying to put us to sleep. He didn't put us to sleep. No one put us to sleep. It's the New York Yankees, baby. You don't put us to sleep. Dude. Josh Naylor is an absolute loser. Absolute loser. You know who else is a loser? Him and Jimenez. And not because he was a New York man, but because he let that ball drop. 
so you can get Aaron Judge out. And I don't know why they, they didn't call an infield pop-up fly. Dude, the Cleveland Guardians are a bunch of losers. They had the easiest path to be the darlings of Major League Baseball. The easiest path. They got the rain delays to help them. They got the Yankees bullpen imploding. They got Yankee fans booing Aaron Judge. You know, in game two, they got day games every single day. Yankee Stadium, which I'll get into with the ALCS. It was perfect. It was a perfect scenario. And the absolute moron from the Cleveland Guardians gets a home run off Cole. When Cole was dealing, like Cole had a good game. You do that whole show. Like you literally put on a show while running around like an idiot. Yep. I hope that his entire fan base gives him the silent treatment. You know, they look so embarrassed every single time the Yankees were, were rocking. Like Glaber Torres, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Wally, uh, got hit, got a ball right up the middle and he started calling him in, in Spanish, started calling him his son, like screaming at him. And he's like laughing as walking back. Like, uh, Jose Ramirez was at, uh, was at second. Jose Ramirez is, Rumored to be one of the nicest players in all of baseball. Respected everywhere. And he was just like so pissed. He was just standing there. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the game when Glaber Torres does the little rock. I mean, staring right at the bench and then did it again. Like he paused and did it again to just make sure that they saw him. Why would you motivate the New York Yankees? At a time where you literally had a chance to be the, the darlings. Everyone would have loved you. Take down the big bad Yankees. No one has to hear from us again. No one gives us the series that everybody wants, the Yankees versus the Astros. The Guardians, honestly, they blew it. They they had they they had our back to the wall. They really they did. They did. No, they legitimately did. Boone didn't know what the hell he was doing. Right? Yeah, they were up they were they were up two one in the series on their home turf, and then you decide to showboat like <laughs> midway through. And you're like, I was just like, wow, this is that's cocky. It makes no sense, dude. Like, we were literally firing Aaron Boone two, two days ago because of uh, the Clay Holmes situation. And now all of a sudden, Clay Holmes is, is a legit starter. Everything's fine. <laughs> like, Wandy closed it out in the ninth. Like, everything's good now. Like, you guys are idiots. Everyone is, is together. We're all, all doing the rock the baby. I will say, and I'll be honest about it, I would, I would order the code red today. We had three hit batters. Yeah. Uh, IKF, Rizzo, and um, uh, who was the third one? Oh, and Bader. They mm-hmm. all got hit today. I would I would have ordered the code red in the ninth inning. Listen, it would have it would have bit me in the butt. Like I'm playing Monday quarterback, and it would have been wrong. But I'm telling you, because like they had bases loaded for a second, or maybe two men on. It'd be bad if we start off the inning with with a hit pitch. You know what I mean? Just for for pride. But I'm telling you. I would I would order the cold red. I'm just saying. I want to say this because that, we gotta it was give, disrespectful, man. I gotta I gotta give the I gotta give Cortez his, his respect, man, because he was wheeling and dealing today, Hell man. Yeah. That man was on fire. Whew. Short rest, bro. Short rest, man was out here. Look after um, look after the bases were loaded, and he was able to get make sure that no. Like only a sack fly was scored. The only run was a sack fly when Cortez was out there, but he still was placing the ball in situations where they couldn't get a home run, they couldn't get on base. Yeah, able to get him pop up flies just to get these guys out. That is wheeling and dealing, man, in a terrible situation. 
because it could have been all all over. Could have been all over. But to be honest with you, I, I I think the Cleveland Guardians were smart for not pitching Bieber today, and everyone's freaking out about that. The Yankees own Bieber. I love Shane. I love Shane Bieber. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I bet on him all the time. I love the Biebs. I'm scared of the Biebs. Like ask anyone. I love Shane Bieber. The issue is the Yankees do hit him well. Last game didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. It went exactly how I thought Shane Bieber would hit us, would pitch to us. But it would have been bad on short rest, in my opinion. How do you feel about Cabrera, man? Because like he took out. I know he took. It's not only did he take out Hicks. This man is. I I get that he's young. Sometimes he's at the point. I'm like, yo, you had. I think I feel. I think it was the the game. It was the game to put the. It was the game to put the Guardians up two one, and he had a full count, and he swung at such a high pitch. I was like, yo, the high pitch is coming right now. I'm like, why are you swinging, dude? Like, I get that's inexperienced, but he is so erratic. <laughs> it is concerning. Okay, that's a good word. He's it's his first ever postseason. He just got called up with the Yankees, and he was he was fighting for a spot. Mm-hmm. Like he's been he played almost every position, whether it's outfield, whether it's infield, he's all over the place, just trying to find you know where he can play. So today, like, yeah, that was that was erratic. Like running. Uh, You're it, running it, sideways, like <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, it, he was the third. He was third on the list of who that ball belonged to. Right. So, I, I agree. It was reckless, and it cost us. It cost Aaron Hicks. Some Yankee fans are happy about that. I personally love Aaron Hicks. Yep. So it, it, it sucks. However, we have a backup. You know what I mean? Like we we have we have a spot to fill. With Aaron Hicks out. So, yes, yeah, I mean, asking about Wally, he took out Aaron Hicks. He's erratic in the field. He's erratic on the plate sometimes. But he's also that spark because dude, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? In, in, in a good way. It's like he doesn't understand that it's do you think, the intensity of, 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 do you think, do you think he, do you think he's trying to get into his Derek Jeter bag by going running backwards like that? He's like, Oh, I'm playing shortstop. Got to live up to the expectation of Derek Jeter. No, I, I honestly think that he just wants to earn a position. Mm. And I know that every single day, every single game, he, 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 he is just as excited about that lineup card as we are. Cause he has no idea where he's going to be, if he's going to be in the lineup, where he's going to bat or where he's going to play defense. I legit think that. Like DJ LeMahieu was taking at bats today. Who knows if he's even going to play the field, especially after that little error. You know what I mean? We don't, yeah. we don't know where he's going to. So I, I think that he's, he's playing for a spot. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, you know, but for example, like Aaron Judge, thank God he got out of that little slump, but there was a point where we were like, yo, this whole thing in his head, right? We saw it in his head, you know, when you're trying to get the 62. And then we saw in his head a little bit game one and two. We were worried. You know what I mean? I don't have this whole worry about in your head thing with Cabrera because I think he forgets everything <laughs> two seconds after it happens. You know what I mean? I think he's just like erratic a little bit. So I love this Yankees team. I think we're special. I think our bullpen's whack. But I think we're special because I think Luai's good can get it together when we need to. I love that uh Tyon is is game one against Verlander. Like burn them. Go ahead, like burn burn Tyon. If we win, we win and we steal one against the Astros and Verlander, we are on top of the world. If we lose, all right, 
We lost game one. We just played yesterday. We lost to Verlander and we, we didn't even burn a picture that we wanted to start in the ALDS. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's fine. And then we are going to obviously, I mean, I'm sure Cole will be there. Then we got Sevy. So we'll win game two and three. We just got to steal one in Houston. So I'm going to go. I, first of all, I, I physically hate the way they do the, the two, three, two. I think it's so stupid. I hate that. I, it's like the old school NBA where it's two, three, two. So oh, I hate that, but. I'm praying for Yankees in five. That's not going to happen. I'm praying for it. I'll be at game five. I'm praying for it. It's not going to happen. I think it's going to be Yankees in seven. Sounds about right. It's the Astros. It's going to be Yankees in Astros seven. Are, Astros are nasty. This is, it's a, it's the series everyone wanted. October 23rd. There's demons. There are demons. There are legit demons that need to be exercised from this for the Yankees. Legitimately. Is it their time of charm? Yes. I I think it's going to be seven games as well because the Astros are good. You got to give respect to where they are. They're good. They're good, man. You got to give respect. But, John, my man, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. You got seven? Yankees game seven. That's where they win. Knicks Knicks over 45? I have about 42, honestly. I think the East is just tough. Are they, going to, are they going to be a six seed? Unfortunately, no. I don't think, in my opinion, play-in? they're going to be seventh play in one game to make it to the playoffs. Are they going to win it? Yes. Okay. So the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. The Knicks are going to make the playoffs. It's just yeah. not out. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. That's fine. Okay. We're good with that. But you got under four, under 45. Knicks make the playoffs as a play in and Yankees in seven. Yes. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. That's and cool. guess what? Jets are making the playoffs too. So <laughs> plus seven ten, baby. Feed it to me. <laughs> On that note, thank you everyone for tuning for the next episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. It's free. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you follow us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We'll read it. We're also partnered with the with Fansided and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We're also on YouTube, Knicks, Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch the video, that's like just wild. No one writes out, Alex, man. That shit's just wild. <laughs> find the page, subscribe, do all that good stuff for us. When you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment, add to the conversation. Let us know your thoughts and opinion. What do you want as a wish list from the Knicks this upcoming season? What do you think their record will be? Will the Knicks make the playoffs? All right. Let us know all your thoughts about this upcoming Knicks season. Come on now. And then while you're also over at that YouTube page, we got another, we got another podcast. Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. But it's college, it's college football season. And it's NFL season, baby. So you know these guys are giving you their takes. If you need to put money down on the line, these guys got you covered. Alex, when we tell you we absolutely murdered the NFL slate, murdered. We made money together separately, best bets, people tailing us, Hail Mary parlays. We absolutely killed the NFL. Our pools, we were right there. We missed on because of the stupid over-unders. 
uh, in the tie break. I mean, we had an unbelievable week. Check Absolutely. us out at Winning P Weekly on Twitter. We're posting everything at Chim Murphy Seven. Posting is R J Barrett, who's to get most improved player. NBA season started. Look, man, take I just Denver, need- take Denver, take Denver, take Denver, take Denver. Look, I man, love Denver Nuggets. I love them with all my heart. Look, man. Massachusetts legalized sports gambling, sports betting. We're going to get online stuff next year. I need it now. I can't wait. NBA. Look, man, I'm watching you guys be able to place bets on the Jets and everybody. I'm like, ah. so it's it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Blast. Tell us of a Jets bet. What world do I live in? I have no idea, man. Road Warriors, baby. Road Let's go. Warriors. I think Blast. I'm a Road Warrior at this point. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> But last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the next episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We out. 4 0. Let's go, Knicks. 4 0. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.